0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. In a world characterized by stress, worry, depression, and fear, today's guest offers a profound view of how intentional joy can revolutionize the grueling journey up the mountain of life. We're joined today by Talisa Guerra. She is a Christian communicator who is passionate about infusing Jesus into her everyday life and empowering others to do the same. She recently offered a book called Joy like a mountain and together with that she has created the seven day joy challenge we're going to hear her story what led her to write that book and hear more about joy like a mountain today on connections We're joined today by Telesi Guerra. She's a Christian author and communicator. Not only is she passionate about writing and speaking, she also has a passion for the local church. She spent nearly a decade now serving as the director of children and family ministries at a large church in British Columbia. And she loves developing leaders and setting up ministries to win. Now, Telesi, tell us a little bit about yourself and what eventually led you down this path.
1: Um, I did grow up in a Christian home. I grew up with a very strong faith worldview and upbringing. um, And I'm very grateful for that foundation. Um, But of course, you know, like most teenagers, kind of in that early adolescent phase, I started kind of just exploring, you know, who am I and, and what is life all about? And started making some poor decisions in that season. And because of who I am and how I'm built, Um, I always wanted to be good enough. I always wanted to be, um, I wanted to please God. I wanted to please people. And so during that season of kind of testing and exploring, when I started making some decisions that really didn't line up with my worldview, um, I started to experience a lot of guilt because I kind of had this perfectionism piece to who I was. And and now all of a sudden I was making some bad decisions. And so I started to see myself as the bad person that God would not love and God would not Except, uh, and so, um, yeah, during that, during that time, I really fell away from God mainly because there was all of this heavy guilt and shame on me because I didn't know how to navigate those feelings. I didn't know how to reconcile those feelings of guilt and I'm not good enough. And I, and I just started to suffer from a really poor self-esteem. And as a result of that, over time, kind of the spiral of these bad decisions, and then feeling bad about myself, and then making more bad decisions. um, I really started to uh, struggle in different ways. And that ultimately manifested in an eating disorder, and depression, anxiety, and later on in life, even a variety of other addictions that really took a toll on me for for a long time. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? actually spent the majority of my teenage years running away from God (laughs) and so that part of my life was a different kind of a a different kind of a journey but um, when I did finally give my life back to Jesus and decide I want to follow him and I want to pursue him um, I really went all in and I just decided if I'm going to do this I'm all in on it. And so I, um, went to Bible school. I I also studied with YWAM and, uh, with youth with a mission, I had the opportunity to spend some time in Kenya and Uganda. Uh, we were working with children at risk and, um, was really cool to be able to minister in a different part of the world and just see that God is at work all around the globe. And that really opened my eyes to, um, yeah, a a passion and a love for global ministry. Um, And so, um, yeah, I've spent some time in Africa. I've returned several times since that first experience with Youth with a Mission. Um, I've also toured across North America and uh, a little bit of Europe as well. My husband, Ryan, used to play in a Christian rock and roll band that was very ministry focused. And so I got to spend time with them and tour with them and, and sometimes even join them as a speaker in some of their Uh, different events that they were a part of. And so, um, yeah, it just has been really cool to see how God has taken my life, where I spent so many years running from him to this great big new adventure where I've gotten to travel the world and talk to people about Jesus and share my story with them. The aha moment probably happened when I was around 21. So early kind of young adult life. Um, I just sat down and had a conversation with a friend that honestly changed perspective and changed my life forever and he challenged me that you know we don't just um kind of change our lives by just trying to remove the lies that we believe about ourselves we actually have to replace those lies with truth and so he talked to me about the bible and of course i had been running for from god for years and i hadn't really picked up the bible in years but he's like you know you, you really need to look at what is true about who god says you are and, um, so I started to actually dig into what the Bible had to say again. And I kind of just decided, you know what? I'm going to give God another chance in my life. And as a result of that, um, I did have, I did have this kind of big aha moment. And just in that, I actually surrendered. And I actually, after years of trying to recover in different ways, uh, I actually opened up and let God back in. And over the course of a few months, he really brought, a pretty miraculous healing, I would say, because I've been in and out of treatment for years and trying to get well, and it just wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, I I just said, God, like, I'm done. I can't do this on my own. And as a result, he stepped in and, and he brought that amazing healing over actually over the course of a few months from my eating disorder, and then over the next few years from depression and anxiety
0: which was going to be my next question, it obviously had to be not an immediate change in your life. This is like an uphill battle.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I always say that there are there are certainly cases where God brings immediate healings in life. And that's awesome. And it's an amazing testimony of his power and his goodness. But lots of times healing is gradual. And in my case, it certainly was gradual. And I don't think there's anything less about that kind of a healing. It's still such a powerful testimony of God's incredible power and his goodness to us. And so for me, it was a gradual journey, especially going, you know, working through the depression, the anxiety. And to some extent, I'm still on that journey. I still know who I am. I know my bent. I know what kind of my triggers are. And so there are definitely times when I have to be very, very cautious and very aware and intentional with my choices to protect myself from kind of going down that road again.
0: And now you're using your own experience um, helping others and also just helping yourself by by writing out everything in a book. Tell us about Joy Like a Mountain.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Joy Like a Mountain is really a book that I, I – I kind of wrote for me, for someone who is, has, is experiencing that, that feeling of hopelessness that, uh, you know, I know what I believe about the Bible. I want to follow Jesus, but the Bible talks about joy and I'm not experiencing that in my life. And so again, I had a lot of guilt around that in my Christian journey because I felt like, you know, the Bible says rejoice in the Lord. Always. I will say it again, rejoice. And I'm, you're struggling to feel any kind of joy at all. Um, When I was a kid, we used to sing in Sunday school a song that says, I've got peace like a river, I've got love like an ocean, I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. And I just never felt like joy was a fountain. A fountain is this picture of abundance and, and kind of like overflowing goodness. And that didn't feel like joy to me joy felt more like climbing a really hard steep mountain and in fact at times an impossible mountain you know i would look up at the summit of this mountain and think there's no way i can get there only a certain few people who are really good at mountain climbing could ever get up there and so um i just yeah i i I looked at my own life and I, I look, kind of looked around the world and felt like, you know, our world is just so characterized by stress and worry and depression and fear. And what I wanted to do was offer a, a different view of how intentional joy can actually revolutionize this, this difficult, arduous journey up the mountain of life. And, um, so there, there's a lot of my own experience in that. There's lots of biblical teaching in that. I've, I spent a lot of time studying what the Bible has to say about joy. And um, what I really do is just kind of explore this, what I consider a critical connection between joy and suffering and how that actually influences our journey on the mountain of life.
0: And you've taken this book, you've divided it into eight chapters. Tell us a little bit more about that, because that's significant in the book as well.
1: Yeah, it is very significant. So the book kind of takes us on a journey, um, which was important to me, because like I said, we're journeying through life. And um, the idea is that, you know, earlier I said that joy is like this impossible summit that we can never reach. Well, I debunked that right away in the first chapter, which is called the Genesis. So kind of the beginning of this journey. and And I say, you know what? Joy is actually possible at every step of this journey. Joy doesn't just happen when we finally reach the summit, but joy is something that we can be pursuing throughout the course of our life. So we begin in the Genesis, the second chapter is the goal. It's sort of what I'm saying, this is our aim as we navigate through life. Um, And ultimately that goal is to reach a sense of fulfillment and a sense of satisfaction at the end of our lives when we enter enter into eternity. Um, Then we look at the guarantee, which is kind of just how knowing the end of the story, knowing what Jesus has already done for us, can impact us in the moments that we walk here and now. Um, Then we look at the guide, so the Holy Spirit and how he is actually guiding us on this mountain journey. The gear that we need is the next chapter. We talk about different things that are actually going to help us Uh, Experience joy and choose joy. Then we talk about the guts. So how courage is a part of this whole thing, how we can cultivate courage on this climb, the grit, how we can ultimately choose joy and suffering and, and that produces perseverance in us and then finally the glory. So what we're actually looking forward to and that those moments of everlasting joy that we finally come into when we, when we reach the presence of God in eternity. And so um, for me, I wanted the whole book to kind of feel like this bit of a journey and give a picture of the journey of life, including that final moment, because I think that's where true, unhindered everlasting joy really happens.
0: What was it like for you to write this book, still recovering from everything that you've experienced and and everything that you're feeling?
1: Writing the book was very cathartic for me. Um, I love storytelling. I've always loved writing, and writing has always been how I process life best. And so I think I learned a lot through the journey. Um, And just kind of as the narrative of the book unfolded. It's a nonfiction book, but there are some allegorical pieces to it where I talk about the gospel story and kind of the big picture of what Jesus has done and, you know, where we're coming from and where we're going. And um, that just has given me such a richer, deeper understanding and picture of what life is and how joy um plays into my life and into our lives. And uh so writing a book was was really healthy for me. Like I said, I learned a lot. Um I I grew a lot and I got to experience God in a in a new and exciting way.
0: And now your book was released on September twenty seventh. So that was about a week a week and a bit ago. Um what's the response yep. been like since then? Uh
1: it's been so great. Um I've been so blessed within the first day, uh, the book was a number one bestseller on amazon.ca. And so just really cool to see how so many people were excited about and supporting the book. Um, And uh, yeah, I've just been so thankful to see how god is already using this lots of people have shared how the book has impacted their lives and their own perspective on joy and that's really the goal i i've always just wanted with this book to tell god's story for his glory and if that can happen then i'm happy
0: who are you hoping will pick up the book
1: i think again it's it's those people who are who are stuck in that place of struggling to reconcile this difficult experience of our you know the day to day life with the biblical mandate to choose joy and so really anybody can pick up this book i think because we all struggle not everyone is going through a serious intense battle with depression um some people are just going through a bit of a slump or some people are just kind of navigating the mundane challenges of everyday life and struggling to not just give in to frustration or give in to um annoyance or you know irritability or whatever every day and I think we all have more room in our lives for for more joy and so um, I'm hoping that believers who are wanting to go deeper with God in their relationship with God will pick up the book but especially those people who are looking for freedom from that sort of Bondage to what I might say is circumstance-driven sadness and sorrow. Uh, I, I definitely hope those people will pick up the book because, I said, like I said, that's kind of the perspective that I wrote it from, and I think those are the people who are really going to get the most out of it.
0: Now, I'm on your website here, and there I also see something called the 7-Day Joy Challenge. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. The 7-Day Joy Challenge, again, was also... Um, kind of birthed out of my own personal journey. Um, When all of this began for me, it was uh, over a year ago, I actually was asked several times last year to speak on the topic of joy at some different events. And I just kind of felt like, okay, God, like, I get it, you're trying to get my attention here. Because for so many years, I'd struggled with this topic, I'd wanted to grow in it, but I wasn't figuring it out, I guess, in my life. And so I just started to really deep dive study into what the Bible said about it. And out of that, the first thing that happened was I I created the seven day joy challenge. And so um, it's basically a a week long kind of devotional plan that centers around joy. Um, Every day there is a Bible reading passage. There is an application activity and then some encouraged journaling that can be done along with it as well. And um, that you can sign up through my website and, and basically you'll just receive those each day in your email when One day at a time for seven days and um, just a really great way to grow in intentional joy in your life, because I really believe that it takes a lot of intentionality. Joy doesn't just necessarily happen. It's not always easy. But We have to be intentional about it and we have to actually choose to implement the discipline of joy in our lives. And so uh, seven day joy challenge is just a, an easy way to kind of kickstart that journey. What blows my
0: mind is what you mentioned earlier. It's like, hey, I keep getting called to do this thing about joy, but I, I don't understand it. It's amazing how God always does that to us, gives us the most challenging mm. thing and, and allows us, I, I guess, in time to eventually conquer that.
1: Absolutely. And you know what, for me, it's still an ongoing journey. It's something I'm passionate about, something that I believe in. It's something that I actually feel is really necessary in our world, because I think we're seeing some extremely negative results in individuals and in the culture around us as a result of us not understanding the value of joy in our lives. But that being said, um, I I still need to be in this process just like the rest of us. I'm still learning. It's not like I wake up every morning and I'm 100% joyful. So um, God still has me in that process. And I'm really thankful that he does. But I've definitely learned a lot along the way. And I'm and I'm super thankful for that.
0: For people who want to learn more about you, about your book, about the seven day joy challenge, how can they go about doing that?
1: Uh, they can head over to my website, com, or they can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Um, I show up there quite frequently. And so there's lots of ways to interact with me on those platforms.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, Tala If you want to listen to the full episodes of this show, you can do that twice a day, once in the morning as well as in the evening. You can also find the podcast version at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast. We'll talk to you again on Connections.